are tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. This podcast is being brought to you by my inspiring new book titled Courage is a Muscle, Using Heart to Power Your Entrepreneurial Dreams. You can grab your copy today on Amazon. What's up, y'all? Thanks so much for tuning in and checking out another hot episode of SOB Style of Business, the podcast. This is your host, Keetra. Appreciate you guys joining with us today. And we have another wonderful guest that is chatting with us about his career, giving us the latest scoop on the moves that he's making and how things are going with him in regards to the entertainment industry, the voiceover work that he's doing, the characters that he's creating, and just, you know, the entrepreneurial and creative lifestyle in general. I'm chatting with Smurf Brown. Smurf Brown is a voiceover actor, and he's also a director, and, you know, he just he's just doing his thing. So we're happy to have him on. Smurf, <laughs> drop that introduction for us. And I tell you what, let's drop that, drop your normal introduction and, and give us a little bit of... Um, what you got in regards to the voiceover? I want to hear Cleveland. <laughs> Give me Cleveland today. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm so happy to be a part of this podcast. All right. What's up, Brown? Smart Brown. Uh, thank you for having me. Um, looking forward to our interview. All right. Yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to it as well. And I know you and I have chatted and interviewed in the past. And, you know, I was just yes. like just trying to find like a good way to, to bring you in as far as the introduction. It's like, I, you know, I don't know. I just I want you to you give it to us. I mean, you you, you give us that intro and let us know what you got, because, you know, I know them what, you, what you're doing in regards to like, I, you know, a lot of people think that voiceover is just for like people who can do, um, you know, cartoon voices and things like that. But you're so talented and there's so many things that you're involved with and your career is really taking off. So I really want you to just give us a little uh, background of who you are and what you're doing for those who are not familiar. And let's get into the interview. I think it's going to be some great stuff today. Cool. 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 Um, so I'm Smurf Brown, our voice actor. I've been doing some voice acting since, uh, I want to say 2018. I want to say maybe around like September-ish. Um, and the way I was discovered was actually I had a podcast with my, um, uh, my line brother and my best friend and um on that podcast it was called criminal crop podcast and we had a lot of little improv segments on there and i think it was like one or two episodes where we were just doing random voices because we would speak about a topic and then we would randomly burst out into like an improv little skit for like 15 to 20 seconds and for some of those, we would do different voices and just different characters just on the fly. Yeah. Um, and there was a guy out in Georgia that heard the podcast, and it was uh, this guy named Dre. He uh, owns a company called The Ignorant Noodle. Okay. And he was working on a cartoon for kids um, called The Little Noodlers, and it's supposed to teach young black kids how to deal with uh, depression, um, anxiety, bullying, and just how to maneuver through a lot of the things in the community that we don't really speak up about, um, at least not until probably recently, a couple of years ago, yeah. um, where people really kind of started speaking out about these things. So um, he reached out to us 
And he was like, hey, that Smurf guy, <laughs> he has a really <laughs> interesting voice and I need somebody to play a kid. And I hope he doesn't take it as like disrespect, but he has a perfect voice for a kid, which I mean, I don't have like a super deep voice right. <laughs> at all. <laughs> right. And um, so he, he reached out to me and he sent me the script and everything. And I went and recorded the first episode and it was a lot of fun. And it was just one of those things where, especially being like in your twenties and you're trying to figure out, okay, who, who are you really still? And like, what is it you're supposed to be doing? And when I, did the episode like something just clicked to me it's like the light bulb went off and it's just like oh this is what i'm supposed to be doing because this is a lot of fun i really enjoy this so i sent the audio back to him and he liked it he's just like and, and it made me nervous at first because he's like i hope you can act i was like i hope so too <laughs> right right <laughs> the Get up there acting i had done the only acting i had done prior to that was just like elementary school plays and I think at this point I was like 25 or 26 years old. And um, so that's like, you know, a good span of time, like from doing any acting, any looking at lines. But I take pride in like, I watch a lot of like cartoons and shows. So (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Just try try to try to tap into that. And um, he liked it. There was, he just sent more and more scripts and, um, then from there, I was just like, okay, I need to see how I can do more of this. So I started researching. I started looking into, you know, who who are like the top voice actors. What what does voiceover and voice acting entail all the way? Um, my girlfriend, we had just started dating at the time, and she like heard the podcast as well. And she's like, I think you'll be really good at this. You need to go full force with it. And um, I think probably a month or two after I recorded for Dre and the Ignorant Noodle, there was an audition for um, this guy in Atlanta, another person in Atlanta, Sterling Cartoons. And he is, he's really, really talented. He's a uh, manga artist. And if you don't know what a manga is, it's like a Japanese style comic. Yeah. And so most mangas are turned into anime. So anime is like the Japanese cartoon so he writes his own comics and stories he draws he animates and he had a one story that he was auditioning for called the fantastic tale of folklore and um i auditioned for i think i auditioned for all three of the main quote-unquote main characters you know the the lead and then like the two side main characters in a sense and without having like a lot of acting stuff, I was like, okay, it'd be really cool if I can get the side characters, like the best friend or like, you know, the boss of like the main guy. And um, he reached back out to me from the auditions I sent him. He was like, I want you to play the lead. And I was just like, what? <laughs> get the lead. <laughs> and I was right. so nervous. I was so nervous because I was like, I, I mean, I've done one thing. <laughs> You know, right. everything new. prior to that was like, was fourth grade playing a chef in a fourth grade play. And this is like 15, 16, whatever many years later. And you want me to play the lead role of, <laughs> of this show? New opportunity. And I, was, I was, yeah, and I was so nervous. And I, I was talking to my girlfriend about it. And she, I was like, I 
don't know if I can do this. This is like, this is huge. And she told me, you better not back out of this. You better do this. This is what you're supposed to do. I see greatness in you and you're going to do it. I was like, okay. And she went with me to the studio to like record the first episode for Fantastic Fellow Folklore because I was so nervous. <laughs> I was so, so nervous. So nervous, but and, you ended up um, pulling it off, right? Yeah. Yeah, we did. We recorded a lot of episodes of it. Um, we actually just recorded a promo that's out now. Um, it's actually on my Instagram. It's on his Instagram as well um, for the volume one of the manga. And so uh, he had, I, I played the character Chu. And uh, so he had Chu, Neji, and Don Kappa, which are the three main characters, um, had all of us record our lines as a promo for the for the manga to get people to go and, you know, check out the story, check out the manga and it got a lot of traction, a lot of attention. There were some large YouTube anime reviewers that actually reviewed the manga and they really, really enjoyed it and liked the story, which is good attention on the show when it's done being animated and coming out. So, you know, I'm I'm happy that <laughs> my girlfriend actually went with me right. because if not, I probably would have let the nerves get the best <laughs> of me. But um, sometimes, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just a life lesson. You just, you just have to like push through nerves and just, do it and you know at worst he probably would have redirected me on some things but um it worked out and it's just taking a chance on yourself so um after that that was like my another big role for me and it happened pretty quickly because it was within the same year and I think a lot of people that go after um this career it takes time just getting a role yeah and it's it's a blessing how it kind of fell into my lap um and just going you know just going and doing it and going after it and just mm-hmm. making it happen um so after that just um taking more and more classes doing more auditions started working with this group that's based out in utah called uh cerebral cinema which they do like audio dramas and like uh, audio books, but the way they do the audio books is like a like an old time radio type, sh- like an old time radio show. So each character has a different person playing them versus having mm-hmm. one person narrate the entire story. So it's really like <clears throat> like a movie for your ears, a movie for your mind, mm-hmm. but it's a book. Exactly. And um, so mm-hmm. I, I did I did different roles with with them. Um, I worked with this guy named Joel Nasita out in UK. Mm-hmm. And he had a podcast called That Love Podcast, and he had it's kind of like an anthology uh, series. So there's different stories, but it's all under the same uh, umbrella, mm-hmm. and it's like uh, kind of like rom com stories. So mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. had the opportunity to play multiple characters um, for that podcast, and um, got to do some directing with him. Yeah, and you know what, well Mark? I want to I, I want to cut you off because you mentioned something mm-hmm. earlier that I I really want you to go in and, and touch on before we get any mm-hmm. further because I don't I don't want to exclude this. I think this is important. You mentioned that mm-hmm. you just kind of putting yourself in a position to eat, like even with you know through the fear, you ended up having a su- a support system to where mm-hmm. it worked out, and that opened up the door for yeah. more opportunities. Like you know, what sort yeah. of um. I guess aside from you just making sure that you were prepared on your end, you know, going over the script and mm-hmm. practicing, like, was there any other uh, pressure, like, from your part? Like, how, how 
how how much of talking yourself into really stepping into this new opportunity did you have to do? Or was it just your girlfriend just like, no, you, you know, you, we doing this regardless, you know, like give us, give us a, give us a feel for that. Because I think a lot of people, we end up letting the fear get the best of us and we never know what's on the mm-hmm. other side. You know, we don't know what the potential is because we didn't even try, but like, yeah. g- give us a little bit of how you were able to step beyond your uh, initial fear and not really having the experience, you know, to, to really um, yeah. perform at the level that you thought was, was sufficient, but you did a good job anyway, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um, it was definitely having her there and talking me through it. My same thing with my, my brother, um, my parents have been very, very supportive. You know, if he, if, you know, my parents, they, you know, paid for me to go through college. I mean, I got a bachelor's degree in finance and, then you tell them, you know, a few years after you graduate, hey, I want to do this voice acting. <laughs> I already knew where you was. Already knew where you were and, going. Uh, yeah, they, but they they were very supportive. Like they they've always been very supportive. And I mean, my parents were like, hey, once you get your degree, I mean, you're just kind of on your own. You do what you want to do, but you have your degree to fall back on if anything were to happen. So they were in full support because they knew growing up, like I'm. I was a child that was goofing around, clowning around, trying to sound like an old dude, even though I'm like <laughs> right. 13. I'm trying to sound like a 65-year-old man or <laughs> whatever voice like or character I had in my head. So I think they saw that in me, and they were very supportive, especially when they started hearing um, the stuff I was doing once they heard the audio clips and they heard the voices and they heard the acting and pulling the different emotions out. Um, they were very supportive and just, uh, other than that, just praying, honestly, um, because prior to that, I, I mean, I was working in finance, um, but it wasn't like, it was cool. It was paying, paying the bills and everything, but it wasn't fulfilling. Yeah. Um, so I was always praying like, Hey God, what, what do you want me to do? Whatever it is you want me to do, like, I'll do it. I'm just going to listen to you. Just give me the discernment to know. And, um, I mean, I was praying for that for, I don't know how long. And then that kind of fell into my lap and it, it just, it felt right. So, um, with the support system I had, the people around me, the people that are telling me like, Hey, like you're good at this. Don't slack yourself out. You're overthinking it. And just thinking to myself and praying and just trying to listen to God. And he's telling me like, you need to at least take a chance and do it. Like, don't, quit before you even try like try yeah. what's the worst that can happen if, if, if you're not good then okay but at least you tried but you would I would hate to not do it and not know what could have happened right. just yeah. because of nervousness or being scared like you don't you don't know what can happen it could be really great or it could be bad but it's nine times out of ten it's never as bad as you think and it's just uh, trying not to listen to that anxiety because there will be things in your way, people in your way or any type of obstacles uh, to try to keep you from what you're supposed to be doing. So yeah. it's just more so of really trying to listen to, you know, the positive voice and just giving it a shot because, I mean, it's not like it, 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 it's not going to kill you to try to try it's yeah. not going to kill you to try and and just to see how it goes um but did you taking a chance and, did you mm-hmm. did you um 
Now, and another thing that you mentioned, you know, when you talk about voiceover, you know, and just being mm-hmm. a, um, you know, voice actor, like that's, I know it confuses it confuses some people yeah. because, you know, a lot of people feel like it's, um, you know, it's, it's similar to acting, but it's different. To me, it sounds like it'd be more pressure, you know, because you got to make sure mm-hmm. you're getting the, uh, you know, you got to put your emo- emotions in the, in the vocal, you know, aspect of things and what you're trying to capture yep. within those different characters. Yep. But like, how much pressure is that? Like, and what's, explain to us specifically um, the difference between, like, if, if there's some input or insight that you have, the difference between like a voiceover actor and a cartoonist or somebody, you know what I mean? Like this, the animated voiceover yeah. actors, like, and then, like I said, just also just kind of giving us like your take on how difficult. Yeah. Yeah. Just like the the yeah. run of what you experience. Uh, so the one thing for voiceover is it's so many different, uh, it's so many different things under that umbrella because you could be doing radio promo and there's a certain amount of energy and emotion you have to convey with that just the simple ways that you say certain words certain inflections just to get people to listen into a commercial same thing with just like commercial voiceover or trailers um you have like narration for books you have audio books you have corporate e-learning um if you've ever taken like corporate Mm -hmm. training they have a little voiceover for like the HR, diversity, you know, exactly. uh, little courses that they have. And then you have video games and you have uh, animation. Um, a lot of people don't know, I would say, that as far as conveying the emotion, you don't have the camera on you to show the body language. So you have to convey that all through your voice. Oh, wow. Yeah. So sadness, <laughs> anger, happiness, you, you know, it, it, at the end of the day, it's all acting. Yeah, it's all acting and you you just have to be able to make that character believable and you have to make that character entertaining and and engaging and uh, something that that captivates the the audience and where they want to listen in, whether whether that's for a story, animation, video games or even for, you know, commercial and. Uh, trailers and promos, there's still a character that you're playing that you have to entice people enough to get them to listen to what it is that you're saying and the emotions you're trying to convey to whatever it is you're selling, whether it's a product, a story, a a personality, whatever it is. Um, And so it's just being able to convey that through your voice without, you know, making an angry face or people being able to see you're throwing your hands up or, or, you know, whatever the case is. So um, it's just knowing how to convey that and, and, changing like volumes and pitch and inflections and the way you say certain things to bring about intensity and how it comes across um, all just with your voice. So that can be the difficult thing. And there's just so many different ways to show anger, especially yeah, on yeah. the character. And you, and um, I've had this, you know, blessings with a lot of the uh, projects I've worked on to have freedom to kind of explore that on my own and figure out how do I want this character to be angry? How do I want them to portray anger? Like, are they somebody that yells and somebody that's like a quiet intensity, you know, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And also it, while you are not on camera and nobody can see what you're doing to get a lot of those emotions, you are being very physical in the booth. You may be, oh, wow. you know, yeah. changing your face a certain way, or you may be throwing your hands up or you may, be jumping around, whatever the 
you got to capture you need to yeah. do to get that emotion out. Um, I mean, I've, I've done it. I've thrown my hands up or, or try to twist my face a certain way or say something a certain way or think about something that would make me mad. So that comes across in mm. my voice, um, just to make the character, uh, stand out and, and, and really have that emotion very convincing and believable and believable. So, so, so it's still, um, you still have to put like a lot, of a lot of work. Yeah. I was just about to mm-hmm. ask you like how much yep. training goes into that. Like as far as, cause I know that there's rehearsals and things like that, but mm-hmm. you know, like what do you, what do you, what is your take on the actual um, voiceover training? Because one of the things that I've noticed about voiceover work in particular is like a lot of times you have amateur voiceover actors and then you also have your professional mm-hmm. network of, a voiceover actors and when it comes to like a, what I've noticed is a lot of the people who are who've become professionals they they take these lessons you know they go through this yep. specific training like is that something that that you that you use to uh kind of develop your your craft when it comes to voiceover is that or you you know just kind of naturally positions you know uh, what are, I don't even know what the word is but like because sometimes you know <laughs> some if you're natural yeah. you're natural you know sometimes hey you know you could use the training or you could use some additional lessons but yeah. At the end of the day, you know, if you if you're already gifted in it, um, but that's one thing. Like I said, and it may not be um, with what you're doing because we know, like, you do more of like the animation and things like that. But when it comes to like mm-hmm. the audio books and stuff like that, like, is that something that is recommended? Um, I would say. I mean, I think there's people that are they're gonna have like natural talent for anything. I don't know if I would necessarily say that for me, I mean, I, I think it goes into personality and just how imaginative you are. Um, but I also like, I work at it. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm thinking of voices every day. So I don't know how much of it is. I've, I'm, I mean, I've really never really thought of it. <laughs> to be honest. Uh, right, yeah. I, I just, I just work at it cause I love it and it's fun. And so I'm doing it all the time. So I don't know how much of it is just, me doing voices and doing the little improv yeah. characters with my with my friends and family over the years, and how much of it is just, hey, you were born to do this. I'm not sure of the ratio on it, but uh, it it is work. Even with um, you know the audio drama, because just depending on what the story is and the content of the story, uh, you may have to bring a different energy. And then even with animation, is it animation for adults? Is it animation for teens? Is it animation for kids? Is it anime? There's different characteristics within each of those kind of like subgenres of animation. And I mean, the same thing with audio books and audio dramas. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what type of vibe, what type of feelings are you looking for? So um, it's just being able to have like a good understanding of each of those disciplines in a sense yeah, and being able to bring what you can to the table. But, um, training is definitely very helpful. Um, I've taken some classes and I've, I've gotten some coaching and, um, it, it helps because it gives you a different perspective on how to do things. And it's somebody else that's able to listen in that has more experience to tell you, Hey, this is where you need to improve or this is, this was good, but, change your pacing like you're, you're talking too fast or you should slow down here this is going to be more impactful if you if you're slow here and then speed up here or vice versa or, you know 
bring the volume down on this point. Don't be at the same volume throughout this whole paragraph. It's mm, yeah. a lot of different ways to convey different emotions and make it more impactful. So the training definitely helps because also these are people that they've been in the industry. They, they know what casting directors and production houses and people in Hollywood and all these places they know exactly what they're looking for and kind of what the trend is. Um, and the trend's always changing. Yeah, um, the type of animation that there there was five, ten years ago is very different from how it is now. Um, the type of jokes, the the way in which the characters express themselves, and uh, it, it's changing. It's, it's forever changing. So you need to continue to take classes and get coaching. Even the you know the greats like Denzel, he still takes classes. So you can never. There's always learning to be done, I feel mm-hmm. like, and you always want to train just to keep yourself um, on your toes. I, I feel like it's just a career where you need to constantly want to learn. Yeah, yeah um, you got to be on So I, I think, I, yeah, I think, I think it's a, a lot of learning into it. If you're a person that doesn't like to learn new things, um, I, it, it may be kind of tough <laughs> right. for you. Yeah, it may be kind of tough for you because, I mean, even even if let's say you let's say you're the best voiceover person for animation, but if if you're going to play a new character, there may be need to be things you need to research and learn about for that character's background, so you can understand what to bring to the table because. The character is going to have a profile. Like I, I did research on a beatnik. I didn't know what a beatnik was, mm-hmm. and I played a beatnik in a um, in a uh, audio drama for Cerebral Cinema, and I had to go and research. And it was like these people in the sixties are kind of like think of them like hipsters <laughs> in a sense, but back in the sixties that they really loved jazz music. They were really yeah, intellectual, yeah. but they were like the guys at the like the coffee houses and. They would love the spoken word poetry and the people that would like snap their fingers and like they use terms like daddy or like those were the people. And I didn't mm-hmm. know what a beatnik was, but I had to go research it. But I enjoy researching and, and learning. I mean, I also come from a family on my mom's side where they're all educators and my grandmother was a librarian and reading was like huge for yeah. for me growing up. So like that was already instilled in me. So I was like, oh, learning and researching like that's that's cool. I, I like learning stuff. I like learning new stuff. So it definitely helps out with roles that I get and then just um, trying to get better every day at what I'm doing. Perfect. I love that story. Mm-hmm. Love that story, Smurf. Um, tell us, you know, before we get ready to wrap up, just, you know, I I want you to just kind of share like your favorite, you know, why animation, why you chose to, to stick with animation as your your lane when it comes to like being in the the voiceover industry and then also some words of encouragement maybe there's somebody who's listening who's looking to go down this path and just needs a couple of points or or starters oh what is that what am I talking about (laughs) that needs a couple of uh uh, a few points in the right direction to get started is what I was trying to say okay um so for me uh animation and like video games is definitely huge for me because that's uh, I mean, to me, it's like you're kind of immersed in your own little world. Like, if, if I'm watch, watching cartoons or if I'm playing a video game, like, anything outside of 
what's going on besides what's going on in that story, like, doesn't, yeah. is it, not going on. I'm totally, like, tuned into it. And it's almost kind of like uh, just being able to escape into a different world. Um, and even with recording, whether I'm recording something or I'm watching, um, I, I'm in that world. Yeah. And sometimes it's just a good escape from everything that's going on. There's a lot of stuff that's going on nowadays, and sometimes you just want <laughs> an escape exactly. from it. Yeah, yeah, and for real. For me, um, for me, recording voiceover and then just watching different cartoons, like or playing video games and just being immersed in the story from really good storytelling. I think it just goes yeah. back to that, honestly. Um, and especially because like my parents, they read to me every night. I had to read books every summer, whatever was on the, the top, you know, reading list. I had to read all those books. <laughs> right. <laughs> Get it done. Right? Just being immersed in the, yeah, just being immersed in the story. And I think there's a lot of great storytelling and animation. There's a lot of great storytelling in video games. Video games are like movies now yeah, and, exactly. and they're longer yeah. than movies. It's like, Hundreds of hours worth of stories. <laughs> yes, that, I've played a couple. You know the, 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 Never the characters, like the people. Yeah, they people. They just they get to control and control the outcome, and um, they have control over it. And I think um, just something that's always intrigued me. Ever since I was a little kid, I've been a cartoon fan, and like I never really grew out of it. Like I kind of kept my inner child when it came. To that yeah and that uh that helps me like I've, I've gotten older but i never grew up if that makes sense yeah oh yeah no, and um right there with you so i still i still have my imagination i still like <laughs> you know i'm i'm grateful that like i'm able to find stuff funny i laugh every day that makes life very very um that makes that makes life easier yeah it makes life easier easier when you can laugh and when you can smile and when you can just go off into um, your own little imagination world and and um, just kind of again escape I think um, yeah. I'm, I'm a creative person so like that it just clicks with me very well yeah um, and for like all the adults that try to go out of cartoons I would say give it a chance I guarantee there is something for you that's animated and you will just you will like it and you will have fun you will laugh you will enjoy and you'll learn not to take things too seriously and learn to just kind of loosen up and have fun that's that's kind of how i feel about animation and video games that's that's what i really enjoy about it it gives you a chance to relax loosen up and not take everything so so serious because in the grand scheme of things like yes there are things that are very serious and very you know dark or whatever but there's a lot of things that can be that we can take and be a little bit more lighthearted about um, in general. And I think that's just going to help people in general. I think it's going to help relationships. I think that's going to help um, people in a lot of different avenues, pulling people out of dark places um, and just allowing them to see, I guess, the sunshine through all the clouds. So Yeah. No, hey, that's a good um, explanation. Go ahead. Huh? Oh, and then uh, I guess if somebody is wanting to get into voiceover, um, I would say the first thing is look into some classes. Um, I'm going to plug these guys because I've taken classes with them, but Real Voice LA, um, they were one of the first people I took classes with. They have some affordable classes and you can take them online. 
and you can learn a lot and you can learn a lot from people that have done stuff in Hollywood. Um, I've taken classes with J.C. Carlack and he played in Boss Baby. He plays the villain in the new Ratchet and Clank video game. Yeah. I've done coaching with Michael Ornstein and he uh, played characters in World of Warcraft. Um, I've taken some improv. I took in a beginner improv class with the Groundlings um, and they're a very well-known like improv flat, uh, company. Um, they have had uh, Phil Lamar, if you know who Phil Lamar is. He's played Samurai Jack. He's played Hermes off of Futurama. He's played the Green Lantern from the Justice League. Um, and then the other thing about voiceover, especially right now, they are trying to be more diverse, which, I mean, this almost seems like <laughs> perfect timing. There's not a whole lot of black voice actors, but they're starting to be more. Yeah, uh, they're nice definitely looking for more voice, voice actors of color. Um, so it's, I'm, I'm glad to see that diversity is opening up. So they're, they're opening up a lot more opportunities to a lot more people. So on Twitter, there's casting calls. If you go to castingcallclub.com, there's a bunch of open projects, paid and unpaid, that you can go and audition for and get your, you know, put your toe on the water and see how you like it. Um, you don't necessarily need the top microphone or anything like that starting out. Um, there's people that have like a blue Yeti microphone and they get stuff done that they need to get done. And they book auditions, they book roles. And, um, you know, as they continue to go into everything and, and uh, get more experience and they start upgrade, upgrading their equipment once they figure out it's something that they like to do. But I would say just put yourself out there, step out on faith, and see how it goes. The worst thing that they can tell you is, no, we don't want you for the role, or they may not even reach back out to you. But I would say just keep keep going, keep auditioning. And once you book that role and you try it out, then you'll, I mean, you know how you feel about it. And you'll know if it's for you or if it's not for you. But I would say just step out on faith and try. All right. Guys, you have heard it. Smurf Brown, okay. Uh, also known as Cleveland. No, <laughs> joking. He's he's not the, <laughs> he's not the official voice of Cleveland. Cleveland, but he can do yeah, a not, very I'm good imp- impression. Yeah, I love it. I love it, Smurf. I love what you're doing and fully support it. And as always, if there's anything that I can do, you know, you can always reach out. And before we leave, Definitely. please let the listeners know where we can find you online. If anybody wants to connect um, on a project or just to, to follow you and your progress, make sure you drop all your social okay. handles. <laughs> so you can email me at smurfbrownvoices at gmail.com. My Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, and YouTube is all under Smurf Brown Voices. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that's it. I also just posted my, uh, character demo reel, uh, which is my first demo reel. It just got completed. So I posted that on all my social media, um, on my Twitter, it's on my TikTok, it's on my YouTube, it's on my Instagram. Um, so definitely check it out. Hope you guys enjoy. And also if you go to my TikTok and my Instagram, I have a lot of the little 
voiceover challenges <laughs> right, <laughs> that there yeah. are um, that a, the couple of guys have been doing. They post challenges out for voice actors, and I've done a few of them. And so you can check some of that stuff out as well, as well as some of my older characters that I did, like um, using the Animoji app off of my phone, just coming up with a voice for the different little Animojis. I have that on my Instagram as well. And it's just a lot of just like improv scripts. It's like nothing I wrote down. I just kind of thought of something. <laughs> the just, hey, that's how we have to do it sometimes. Uh, yeah, just, just put it out there. So um, hopefully you guys enjoy. And um, yeah, looking forward to engaging with all of you. And thank you again for having me on the show. I really, really appreciate it. No doubt, Smurf. We appreciate speaking with you. You take care. All right, you too. Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Keetra's website updates, just log on to Keetra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.